Okay, Liz, here's some quick math. The less your business spends on operations, multiple systems, delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs, you cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems, and you improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash hollywood. NetSuite.com slash Hollywood. NetSuite.com slash Hollywood. So a month into the room, we have our first three story areas approved. I'm hoping this is like a sign that we are now a well-oiled machine. I hope so. I like a well-oiled machine. Hi, and welcome to Happier in Hollywood, the podcast about how to be happier, healthier, saner, more creative, more successful, and more productive in a backbiting, superficial, chaotic, unpredictable, fundamentally insane world. I'm Sarah Fain, a TV writer and producer living in Ojai, which is right outside of Los Angeles. And with me is my high school friend and writing partner, Liz. That's me, Liz Craft. On this podcast, we talk about being writers in Hollywood, how we balance a career and friendship, and how to survive the war of attrition that is life in Los Angeles. Today, we're going to talk about our hybrid work situation. Is this the new normal? We also have a follow-up mailroom segment. Then in Take a Hike, Sarah reveals she's been talking to a therapist again. And this week's Hollywood hack is great for tired feet. But first, Sarah, we have an update. In episode 238 last week, we talked about sound baths. Yes. (laughs) You don't like them. I love them. Yes, I am not a fan. And we got this great letter from Terry who wrote, I have had two experiences with meditation and crystal bowls. And like Sarah, I enjoy many parts of it. But as soon as the crystal bowls start, I feel like it's nails on a chalkboard. I even got a headache after one session. It seems like something I would love, but it just does not resonate for me. Literally. Um, Mm -hmm. I'll take a nice bubble bath with candles and music, a great massage or facial or a guided calming meditation any day, even a lovely walking meditation through the woods or at the beach. So glad you can enjoy the bowls, Liz. As my mom always says, that's why Baskin Robbins has 31 flavors. (laughs) (laughs) So we found someone on your side, Sarah. Yes. Thank you, Terry. And we also got an amazing voice memo from Kathleen, who is not a fan of the She's also on sound Team Sarah. Baths, <laughs> which we'll play after the credits today. So if you want to hear Kathleen's amazing voice memo, stay tuned after the credits. Yes, it made us literally laugh out loud. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Sarah, it is time for From the Treadmill Desk of, in which we talk about what's most pressing in our work psyches. And this week, it's a question. Is this the new normal? Now, what do we mean by this? 
Right. And what we mean is kind of less offices, more Zoom, more small gatherings at homes, for example, for work. This kind of hybrid approach to our professional lives. Yes. And I think we've talked here about what we're doing on Fantasy Island Season 2 is Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, we meet on Zoom. And Tuesdays and Thursdays, we meet in my backyard. And that so far has been working, and we've been able to keep to that schedule. So we were wondering what our writing staff thought of this, because you and I just sort of said, okay, this is what we're doing. And we were curious just sort of how everybody was feeling about it. Yes. Uh, And the good news is we got a resoundingly positive response, I think, partly because your backyard is so lovely. Um, (laughs) I know. Who knew when we were redoing the backyard that it was going to become my office? Exactly. Over and over. I remember like Adam was like, the fire pit is not right yet. Yes. Um, And thank God, because... This we now spend a lot of our time there. And yeah, our our staff happily seems to be very pleased with this. <laughs> and three days a week at home, two days a week at your cozy fire pit is a really good way to spend the week. Yeah. And we were sort of breaking down the pros and cons of this new normal. Mm-hmm. Okay, some pros are there's definitely less eating. And everyone agreed yes. on that. So people come, they've had breakfast, and we eat lunch, and that's it. I mean, there is, I don't put out an array of snacks, which I made that conscious decision. I'm like, should I be stocking up on snacks? And I'm like, even if we put out healthy snacks, that leads to bad snacks. It's like, why go there? Yes. No, ever since our days on Angel, when the writer's room was connected to the kitchen, which was just like this massive, basic like pot of junk food. I mean, it was so so crazy. And you were looking at it all day long. Like, we just try not to look at it. Yes. I think that was a good decision, Liz. Fully support that decision. And nobody seems to be missing it. I mean, I asked people yesterday, do we, are we okay with this? And everyone was fine with it. Yeah. No, I haven't missed having snacks, like even a little bit. No. And then another pro... (laughs) Is <laughs> I think this came pr- from Brooke when we were talking about this, that you're less likely to be held hostage. Yes. You know, that situation at the office where the boss just like wants to stay forever. And you're just kind of like, I can't leave until they leave. And we're going to work later and have another conversation. Like, it doesn't happen as much in this setup. Yes, it's hard to hold someone like for a long time late into the night when your kid is like walking back and forth (laughs) and your husband is making dinner and, you know, it's just not, it just wouldn't work the same as being at the office. And then a couple of cons, Sarah, and there are cons. I think the one that bothers you and me the most is that like we don't have bulletin boards. Yeah. To, like, have our schedule up and have our, you know, list of ideas up and to have the contact sheet for the entire, you know, crew up and all of that. Yes, it's harder to access basic information. You have to, like, keep it somewhere on your iPad and look for it and blah, blah, blah. Whereas usually when we have an office, we have a whiteboard that has, like, every episode, who's writing it, who's directing it, when it starts shooting, when, you know, when the various drafts need to be in, all of that stuff. We just literally have to look to the right 
and there it is. And now it's more of a search. Connected to that is that we don't have an office printer. So I do mm. have a printer at my house, but it's not the same as having like an office printer where we can print multiple copies of a script, for example. Now, Sarah, though, I have to say, as we were just talking, I thought, hey, here's a solution. Why don't we have Lauren, our wonderful new assistant, make us each like a folder or a notebook that has the schedule, everybody's contact info. So we can basically carry our bulletin board. Yes, so that we carry our bulletin board. Because what happens is we print a schedule, we put it down somewhere, and then we don't know where it is, et cetera. So this way we'd have all that gathered. I like it. Good idea. Okay. Another negative is that somebody mentioned there's fewer ideas on the fly. So if you're in an office like all day, it it just does happen that you'll be walking by someone's office and you'll say, hey, what about this for the act two break? Or, oh, yeah. what if so-and-so character did this in an episode? And while we have a lot of great free-flowing conversation it's not the situation where someone walks away and then half an hour has a great idea. Yeah, that's true. But I will say back in the pro column, when we have these very defined Zoom hours and defined hours at your house, which let's face it, there's a limit on the number of hours we're going to be sitting in your backyard. Like right. at a certain point, Adam's going to be like, can everyone leave now? You know, <laughs> and we have not pushed that button yet. I'm happy to say, um, but so on the pro side, our conversations are much more focused. We're mm. not, when we're meeting with the writers, sort of rambling about and talking, you know, in depth about our Saturdays or stories from college, you know? Right, right. <laughs> because we know our time is limited, whether we're on Zoom or in my backyard. So we really want to just focus on story. And it and it works. Yeah, Everybody really focuses. I mean, I'm so curious, Sarah, because, you know, we know how we work. I don't know how in other industries people are dealing with this hybrid model, if they're even having a hybrid model. I mean, it's not as if you could bring probably an entire law firm into your backyard to have a staff meeting. But maybe in other industries, small groups are still getting together at people's houses. Or in the office, just not as many people. Right, right. Or staggering office times. I mean, because what it feels like is even once COVID is done, or it's never going to be done, but transitions, when it's integrated into our lives, yeah, it doesn't feel like we're ever going to go back. And that's why we say it's the new normal, right? Yeah. Because like companies, for instance, are saving a lot of money by not having an office. Yeah, They may decide, hey, we don't need an office, a small company. And so we feel like it's going to stick. Yeah. But there is so much value in meeting in person sometimes. I think that's the trick yes. is the hybridness of it. If you never kind of get together and meet people in person, oh. you don't have the same kind of connection. It's just not the same. You, I have to have that in-person time or else I'll just like turn again into a zombie. Talk, we've been talking about zombies lately. Yeah. Um, and as someone said, it's less about the space where you are and yeah. more about just coming together and yeah. getting that group energy. And, you know, Sarah, I really like that my house feels lively. Like, I yeah. enjoy everybody coming in and being in the backyard and, you know, coming in to get coffee and all of that. 
But because I, it's my house, I don't have that office feeling, which I also always love, which is it being kind of a home away from home. Right. Um, yeah, I have to tell you, this was funny. So, you know, you and I always have slippers at the office, right? Yeah. <laughs> and we have Ugg slippers that are just for the office. Don't yes. go outside of the office. Well, I have those at home, as I have now for <laughs> two or three years, and I never touch them because those are my office slippers. Right waiting for when I'm in the office. And I was looking at them in my closet the other day and I was just stumped. I was like, is, is this it? Like maybe these slippers are my office slippers at home. Like it was, you know, I have to wrap my mind around what do I do with my office slippers? Do I just declare them work slippers, not office slippers? I think you can for sure wear them around the fire pit on Tuesdays and Thursdays when we're working at your house. Okay. I'm I think start that's doing clear. That. Beyond okay. that, I don't know. You're going to okay. have to struggle with that, Liz. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm going to start doing that. And of course, Liz, really the biggest downside of this hybrid work life is that there are so many fewer jobs for support staff. Like on our show, for example, yes. we don't have a writer's PA. And I mean, we've had writer's PAs for ever. So that's a job that just doesn't exist. And that's a problem. And that will be in any industry. There will always be some jobs that just suddenly don't exist anymore because people aren't spending as much time in office spaces. And that's concerning. Yes. And especially in our industry when it's it's the job itself, but that's also like a stepping stone and a yeah. foothold toward moving up in the entertainment industry. So it's like if you take away that, you're taking away part of the, you know, the pond or the ocean that feeds the pond or whatever that metaphor is. So Absolutely. And the writer's PA job, I mean, is a really good stepping stone. Our writer's PA on The Fix is now like a full-fledged writer on her like third show, I think. Yes. Yes. So that is a huge negative. And hopefully that job will sort of be integrated back in because we you do need someone to be printing and dropping things off and, you know, making sure yeah. everybody has what they need. So I would love to see that job exist regardless of what happens moving forward with the office model. Yes. Well, we would love to hear from you. Are you in a hybrid model, back in the office, totally working from home? Do you think this is the new normal? Is there going to be a going back? It doesn't feel like there is, at least not the way we all thought of it before. Yes. Let us know. Let us know what it's like in your industry. Email us or send us a voice memo to happierinhollywood at gmail.com. And coming up, we have a mailroom segment. We got a great letter from someone who went down the path, but it ended in a different spot than they anticipated. But first, this break. Liz, there is nothing I love more than having a delicious meal that I didn't have to cook, which is why I have been getting no prep, no mess meals from Factor. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. Last night, I had had blackened salmon with broccoli and with cauliflower rice. It was so delicious. It was the perfect dinner. 
Head to factormeals.com slash HIH50 and use code HIH50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code HIH50 at factormeals.com slash HIH50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Okay, Liz, it's time for our mailroom segment. This week, we got a letter from Diana that we found particularly interesting. She said, in 2018, I was working as a story producer for Unscripted Television in New York, feeling burnt out, lost, and just generally spiraling. I'd always dreamed of working in scripted TV, but I was afraid to leave my life and family in New York. After quickly rising up the unscripted ladder, I arrogantly couldn't imagine starting over from the bottom. I started listening to your podcast, and through that, I found the courage to convince my girlfriend at the time, now my wife, to pack up our two cats and move across the country to Los Angeles. I hit the ground running, writing every day, networking with everyone I possibly could, and even going to a Happier in Hollywood meetup. Yay! shortly mm-hmm. after moving to town. After a few months, one of my new scripted connections told me that the accounting department on her show needed a PA for a few days to help with some filing, and I leapt at the opportunity. This show was exactly the niche that I wanted to write, and I had actually watched the first season before moving to LA and enjoyed it. What was supposed to be a few days of filing quickly turned into me taking over for the first assistant accountant of the show and, of all things, falling in love with accounting. For a while, I really struggled with the idea of choosing a career path that wasn't creative because I had always been told that that's what a successful career in entertainment looked like. The big shot writer, director, producer, etc. Once I sat down and examined why I was pursuing writing in the first place, I realized it wasn't because I couldn't imagine myself doing anything else. It was because I felt like the only thing that would justify upending my life and walking away from an objectively successful producing career would be to make it as a writer in Hollywood. Now, almost three years later, I'm happier than I've ever been and well on my way to becoming a key production accountant for scripted TV here in LA. While being creative is something I love and thrive off of in my personal life, I've come to realize that it's not something I need or even want in my job. I love challenging my mind in new and exciting ways through my work. But more than anything, I love being right. The first time you get to present someone with a color-coded spreadsheet illustrating why they're wrong is a real rush. So accounting truly is the place for me. So Diana, this is so great because we just answered the question from Torrance in our last episode about just this thing. So thank you for writing in. Yes, moving from unscripted to scripted um, is something a lot of people write to us about. And what I love, Sarah, is that in television, it's truly a collaboration. And so when yeah. you're an accountant on a show, that's your show. I mean, you I, I disagree that she's not creative at work in the sense of everyone who works in television is creative at work. We're all making this thing and every single person is necessary. And that's one of the things I love about it most. Yes. And then the fascinating thing is just like, I love what she's saying about sometimes you have to just take the leap and you don't know what's going to happen. And if you don't end up exactly where you thought you were going to end up, that's still can be a really good thing. That's how I kind of feel about moving to Ojai. It was like this huge leap, like, we'll see how this goes. Yes. <laughs> you know? Yes. So far, so good. But like, I feel like I won't really know if this was a good idea for like three years. I'll report back. But like, sometimes it's good to just take 
the leap. And then usually you land in a good place. Yeah. And be open to sort of taking life as it comes. Yeah. If Diana had been insistent that she had to be a writer and that was the only thing she could be, she wouldn't be in this place right now of such contentment. So I think that's a lesson, too, for all of us. Yeah. And (laughs) the other funny thing is it reminded me of something that happened recently with Violet. I (laughs) got her a jumpsuit from The Gap and I pulled it out of the bag and she was just like, eh, I hate it. I never going to wear that. And I was like, okay, just put it on Mm -hmm. and, you know, just see what you think. And she put this jumpsuit on and she was like, oh, my God, this is the most amazing thing I've ever (laughs) had on my body. And she, like, made me buy it, like, twice in different colors. So it's like once you try it on, you might really love it. Yes, that's the only way to know if it fits. Yeah. Try in life and with clothes. Try it on. Yes. So, Torrance, I hope you're listening for this inspiration from Diana. Yes. Okay, Sarah, it is time for Take a Hike, in which we discuss all things mental, physical, and spiritual health. And today, I think of this as almost like a public service announcement from you to our listeners and to me. Yes. So this is like our most basic Take a Hike segment ever, just talking about mental health the best thing we can do, honestly, for ourselves is to talk to a therapist, which, you know, we always talk about how amazing therapy is, but I haven't done it in a while. And it is so amazing, you know. So I just wanted to say, if you're one of those people who has kind of cycled out, think about cycling back in. It's really (laughs) worth it. Yeah, Sarah, I always want to do therapy, but I feel like I just don't have time, which, of course, is probably all the more reason I should be doing therapy. (laughs) I mean, how do you help someone like me who just feels like I don't have time? Well, the interesting thing is, you know, I've been doing it a couple different ways. Uh, I did some Zoom. The other day, I couldn't kind of fit it into our crazy schedule. So I did it in the car on the way to your house. Mm. Part of it is just kind of finding a therapist who maybe can have a little flexibility or you being flexible about how you're doing the therapy because the phone worked just great. Was fine. So this is back to sort of the hybrid model. It's like, yes. is this the new normal? Like the hybrid model with therapy, just like everything else. Yep, exactly. And of course, the key is to find the right person for you. You know, uh, as someone who has been to many different therapists over the course of the last, you know, several decades, the right therapist makes all the difference. I've had therapists who I thought were really cool people and it was like fun to hang out with them, but I wasn't right. really making progress on anything. Right. And then I've had therapists who just absolutely changed my life. Yeah. And I've been lucky. I've had two therapists and they were both great. But it's true that like if it's a bad therapist, like we all know from the shrink next door, it could be a bad thing. Yes. And what you need in a therapist, just kind of the style of the therapy is different. Like you had a therapist who would like reveal nothing. She was yes. like a blank slate. And and that worked perfectly for you. Yes, because it allowed me to really find my own answers, which is what I needed because I needed this sort of internal 
mechanism going. Yes. And for me, I like a therapist who I can connect with a little bit more on a personal level. Not that we like go, go out dinner. drinking on a Saturday <laughs> night, but like <laughs> just who I feel like I know them and they know me. So it's just all about what you need and kind of exploring it. Like if you yes. start seeing a therapist and they don't seem like the right fit for you, totally fine to move on to somebody else. We had actually we had a friend who um, <laughs> was having a Facebook discussion with uh, her Facebook friends about like, I need to break up with my therapist. Can I do this? How do I approach this? Oh, that's you know, so funny. Yeah. It's like, it's okay to break up with your therapist and find a new therapist. And I think the key to this is you don't have to be in a bad place to want therapy. Yes, Everything exactly. can be going great. And therapy is still really helpful. And that yeah. that's the key. It's not just when things are bad. It's when things are good. Absolutely. It's just whatever you can find 45 minutes in the week. Yes. And it's worth it. It's worth finding that 45 minutes. Coming up, we have a Hollywood hack that I, for one, am very excited about. But first, this break. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, Sarah, it's time for this week's Hollywood hack. And this is something you have discovered, and you sent me a photo. Um, and I was immediately intrigued and excited. So do tell. Okay. So <laughs> this is something that I would not usually get, but Bed Bath & Beyond sucked me in <laughs> by having one like out on the floor and Violet sat down and put her feet in it. It's a shiatsu air 2.0 foot massager with heat from Home Medics and Oh my God, as soon as she sat down in a little chair in the middle of Bed Bath & Beyond and put her feet in this thing, first I was like, no, don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then she was like, and I'm never leaving this store without this thing. It is so amazing. I now like get a foot massage every day. And so it's not water. No. It's just you put your feet inside of it and it and it, with socks or barefoot oh i think you could do either um i usually do socks because it can be a little bit intense oh there's like a little sleeve for each foot and you put your feet in and you hit the little heat button and your feet get all toasty and warm and then you put the massage on oh i mean it's so delightful. Like, it's just the most wonderful thing. I'm going to have to get this because you know I've been complaining about my achy, yes. tired feet like, a, you know, <laughs> a ridiculous amount. So, all right, good. The Shiatsu Air 2.0 foot massager with heat. Of course, we'll put a link in the show notes for anyone who's interested. It's pure delight. And Sarah, before we roll into the credits, I want to remind everyone to stay tuned for a voicemail about sound baths. Yes. 
And that is it for this episode of Happier in Hollywood. For questions or comments, email us or send us a voice memo to happierinhollywood at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and please follow us if you haven't already. Thank you to our executive producer, Chuck Reed, king of remote recording. And thanks to everyone at Sancola Sound. You can follow them on Instagram at Sancola Sound. Thanks to everyone at Cadence 13. And as always, thank you to Gretchen Rubin. Happier in Hollywood is part of the Onward Project. Listen to the other Onward Project podcasts. Happier with Gretchen Rubin, Side Hustle School, Do the Thing with Whole30's Melissa Urban, and Everything Happens with Kate Bowler. Get in touch. I'm on Instagram at Fain and Liz is at Liz Craft. We also have a Facebook group. Search for Happier in Hollywood on Facebook to join in on the conversation. Until next week, I'm Liz Craft. And I'm Sarah Fain. Thanks for joining us. It's a fun job. And we enjoy it. Hi, Liz and Sarah. My name is Kathleen. And I was just calling or leaving a voice memo regarding the latest Liz versus Sarah, the, the sound bath, and wanted to just tell you about my experience with sound baths. I, I went to one about two years ago, and it was in the woods in Washington State. And I was so excited. And we had to go on this long hike to get to this clearing. There were about um, 10 of us, 10 women. And we lay down and the gongs started and the bells and then and then the bulls, as you guys talked about, the bulls started. And I, I started um, laughing. <laughs> I started laughing. And then I started feeling like, oh, this... I, I've made a bad mistake. This is bad news. And now I'm in the middle of the woods and I got to get it. I'm freaking out. This is bad. But, you know, we're in the woods and that everyone has their eyes closed, but the teacher's like walking around and then there started to be chanting. And I, thankfully, I heard, I heard a sound. <laughs> I, I heard what was maybe a car or a golf cart kind of on a path nearby. And I I was like, I gotta get out of here. And so I I rolled like um like spy style, like not somersaults, like <laughs> like rolling on my side to the edge of the clearing. And then I got up and I ran in the direction. It was a it was a golf cart and they they took me back. <laughs> so um I just want to say I come down pretty strongly on Sarah's side in terms of the experience of a sound bath. It is the only time I've like like moved with such a um intensity of purpose is really what I would say. Anyways, I I love you both and um is that weird to say? I love the podcast. I enjoy you both. I don't know you and I hope you have a great day. Thanks. From the Onward Project.